When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Sean, today we're talking business. I know you've been in business a long time, haven't you? A little bit. A little bit, Matt. A little, little. 20 years plus, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure in those 20 years you've learned a lot. I have. I have. But I'm always willing to learn more. You got something for me? We do. We do. Uh, you, you know what we got. Why don't you tell the people about our guests? We have a very successful businessman here to share his, his life journey with us. His name is Pastor Shane B. Scott. He's the senior pastor of the historic Macedonia Baptist Church located in Los Angeles, California. And in addition to being a pastor, he is also a successful entrepreneur. And we're going to talk about his business acumen today. So, Sean, why don't you give us a little more information? Yeah, today we haven't done it in a while, but we're doing our business spotlight today. And I thought we'd bring on my good friend, Pastor Scott out of L.A. Um, I just thought his story is an interesting story to share. And, you know, entrepreneurs come in all shapes, sizes and colors and all different sorts of business. I thought this was a great one to share. Well, before we welcome him, why don't you give us a little backstory? Like what 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 are we in? What are we in for? What's the what's the, the headline? Well, this show is from red to black. You know, when I met with the pastor, we were just having a light conversation and I was really impressed how he's able to take a business that he inherited about, I think about 10 years ago, I would say, and take it out of debt and make it profitable and successful in, in LA. So I said, you know what? That in itself is a great show. And enough enough said, Sean. You got me hooked. I think that's great. Why don't we, let's, let's bring on our guests. We got to get into this. Pat, welcome, Pastor Scott. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Hey, thanks for having me. I've become a huge fan of the show. Um, and sometimes in my long drives, from uh, L.A. to the Bay Area, um, I listen. I binge listen to the show. Awesome. So thank you, me. you can tell me that Matt's voice is annoying. We can. Everybody says that we get all the time. You can tell you like my smooth voice and Matt's. Gonna <laughs> Whatever. Sean trying to cause cause beef already at the. Can, can we? Well, this is great energy, Sean. Let's keep it positive. We got the pastor in the house, so. <laughs> So, so, sir, let, let, let's just jump right into this. And we appreciate those kind words. And I'm glad to hear that you listen to the show. That's awesome. I, like, literally, I really appreciate that. But we want to hear about your story. So 
you know, let, let's start with a little background about who you are and, and what inspired you, first off, to become a pastor. Tell the people about yourself. Well, listen, I, uh, I was what is known as a latchkey uh, kid. My mother in 1989 decided that she would uh, pack up her home, uh, put all of our clothing um, in a footlocker, board a Greyhound bus, and we traveled from Franklin, Louisiana to um, Richmond, California. Um, and she started life all over again. Um, and so because, I'm sorry? How many siblings did you have? None. Oh, just you and your mom? Just me and my mom. Do you, ran, random, random question. Do you know Percy Miller? Do you know Master P? Because I know he went from New, from, from Louisiana to Richmond, too. I don't know. Maybe y'all, <laughs> I don't know if you've had a conversation, I, I, but he has the same geographical journey. <laughs> I, I don't, although every once in a while, I'm on a plane with his son. Okay. Um, I, I was going back and forth to San Antonio for a while uh, as I was dating. Um, and I'd be sitting on the plane with his son. It, it was the it was the weirdest thing, uh, but just a great kid. So, but I, I don't know it. I don't okay. know. Well, well, back to you. I did, when you had said Rich, Louisiana to Richmond, my mind immediately went to, to his story. But anyway, back to your story. Yeah. yeah. Continue. So, so, so we, we, we moved to Richmond. I was 11 years old. Um, my mother worked three jobs. Um, at a certain point, I had a paper route. Uh, but lastly, latchkey kid. And so I found uh, solace and comfort and shelter in the church. Um, and, you know, it, I, I mean, I was in the church. Church became a part of who uh, who I was becoming. Um, and I, I sensed the call of God on my life. Never thought I'd be a pastor. Um, I always thought I would be a king-like figure, a Martin King-like figure. Um, but, you know, every time I attempted to go to law school, God just kind of re redirected me. And here I am. Um, I pastored my first congregation for uh, five years in Fresno. Um, I pastored, I, I now pastor here in Los Angeles. Uh, I worked on staff for a guy named Amos Brown, who is legendary in uh, San Francisco. Um, and uh, here I am. Cool. I want to get right into you know, why I thought you would make a great guest on today's show. People may try to put blend these two businesses together, but I, by speaking with you, I know they're two separate entities. That's being a pastor and, and, you know, to our listeners, owning a funeral business. So let's start and ask the question, how did you even get involved in the funeral business, Pastor Scott? Well, so very interesting. I, I, have, um, I have a congregant who owned this business. She and her husband started the business in 1974. Um, in the early 90s, her husband died in um, uh, 20, maybe 2009, uh, 20, yeah, 2009, her daughter died. Um, and, you know, she kind of slipped into a bit of a depression in a couple of months, she'll make 90 years old. Very sharp woman, um, has done incredible work. Uh, but one day uh, she called and she said, hey, pastor, I, um, I'm tired. I, I've got some stuff going on with the business. Uh, I'd like you to sit on the board of the business. So 
sat on the board. Uh, I said to her, I would not sit on the board unless there was an audit. Um, I was familiar with some of the problems in the business. Why did you ask for an audit? Why did you ask for an audit? I asked for an audit because I knew that she had been absentee. I knew why she wanted me to sit on the board, and that is because your she was, hat was your business hat was on during this time. I'm sorry. Your business hat was on during this. During oh, this oh time. it was absolutely on. Right. It was absolutely on. Um, and so I, I asked for this audit. Discovered that the business was um, uh, something like a million in debt, um, probably quarter of a million in um, in past due um, uh, receivables. And, and, and people were getting free funerals? Yeah, people were getting free funerals. Absolutely. That's exactly what was happening. People were getting free funerals. Um, no, I just a little deeper, and you can just, if you can, you know, answers, you know, you know, as best as you can, you know, not getting too far into our business. What, what do you think, like for just for so listeners can know, what do you think gets a business to that point where like a million? Well, I, I think absentee ownership. Um, I, I think that again, in Mrs. Winston's case, yes, she was older, but she was still very sharp. Um, but after losing her daughter, she slipped into a depression. Um, and after slipping uh, into this depression, um, I think that she just kind of checked out. Um, and when when she checked out, uh, you know, when when the cat's away, the mice will play, right? Uh, and so there were people who were working for her uh, who used her as a cash cow um, and were only interested in their own their own personal interest. And so probably a year into me being on the board and really um, dealing with HR issues, uh, helping um, to really catch up uh, in terms of paying some of the debt. It wasn't that there was a money problem. It was a management problem. And the person who was the manager was mismanaging the money. Um, she called me one day and said, hey, uh, I want to sell the business. Were you getting paid when you were on the board or you were just doing this? Out of I, I was not. I was I was simply her pastor who who became her grandson. Gotcha. Right. And that's how it happens. You know, honestly, I, I so believe, I'm sure you believe in giving, just giving. And there's so many returns by giving. Like <laughs> Matt and I do this podcast and, you know, we don't get many of the returns that people would think we get. But we've 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 just we've met so many key people. We've done so many great things. And, you know, it, we always, every week we're talking about like the greatness that this show has given to us, yeah. it's given to us. So yeah. I stress people that don't want to like give out their free labor, because there's so many people that would be like, oh, I got to charge a consulting fee. Oh, I got to charge a fee like that. And they're not thinking about just, just giving and seeing what can come out of it. You know, I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Sean, you know, I mean, the, 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 the plot thickens, right? So she's like, uh, I want to sell. I said, well, you know, I don't really have. Uh, money to buy. I, I didn't know anything about buying a business, doing evaluation, um, you know, understanding financing and so on and so forth. Um, and so she said, well, you know, I, I think we can work out a deal. And so we worked out this deal, right? Um, I had $50,000 that I had saved up. I put that as a down payment. 
uh, she self-carried um, uh, the business loan. I refinanced the property loan. She had a, a small loan on the property. I refinanced it. Um, and then, you know, as we were going through the process, you know, when you're dealing with existing staff, it became right. uh, it, it became messy. Sticky, right. <laughs> right. Um, and so one day I called her and I was like, look, I don't want to do this. I don't need this. I don't want to do it. And she said to me, she said, Pastor, when someone gives you a gift, take it. Right. And so we're dealing with lawyers. She has a lawyer. I have a lawyer. We're, we're writing this up. She sells me the business uh, and the property. And then when the appraisal comes back for the property, I picked up the phone. I called her and I said, hey, the appraisal's back. And I, I think that there's a problem. She says, Pastor, I'm old, not senile. I know what I'm doing, right? And so I was like, okay. I was like, interesting. So the value of the property was three times what she sold it, the property and business to me for. Wow. So I just want to say this, and I don't know if you're giving yourself enough kudos, Pastor Scott, but you know, just for, I like to always draw the business like to what you're doing so people can understand how savvy you were. You got involved in a business, free, volunteer, and then you were able to learn the business, to understand the business. You kind of were able to reduce the risk in getting involved because you already got your hands dirty. You already knew what to expect. You knew the dynamics of the business. So you know what a decent offer was, what a sound offer is, and you knew how to, then you could come in there running, you know, and then it made that negotiation process, uh, to me, probably a lot easier for you. And a lot of people will buy a business. I have friends that bought business and, and failed because they just, they like the idea of buying this business, but they really don't understand the mechanics of the business. So I admire you for doing your due diligence. And like, and then what you did also, you had two businesses. You were in the business of the funeral business and you owned real estate. So you yeah, but it sounds house. like at the time, he, 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 I don't know. Is that how you would, would you frame it like that? I, I would not frame it that way. Um, so, so, so watch this. So, so I buy the business and the building and the bit and the building. I inherit all of her debt, which I didn't really do much evaluation of her debt. <laughs> okay. So now, I mean, for example, she has these two limos. We call them presidentials, right? And I'm paying five grand a piece on the on limos that I really should be paying four grand together on because you assumed the deal you had to take over whatever payment was right and and because of the mismanagement of her former staff her credit was bad did you fire it oh yeah oh yeah pastor fires oh in fact I, I i a part of the deal was you got to fire everybody and i start over you clean house cleaned house i cleaned house. Clean house. Well, congratulations which was tough right I, I, that's a tough move. That's a really, that's, that's night to rook, tough chest move. Well, and to that point, for years, you just let them all go and start a clean house. Well, and to to and, that point about it being tough. And I know that the, the, the woman who sold this to you, she was a, a member of your church, correct? 
Right. Were the other people that worked there, was this all interconnected like that? No, or? no, no, oh, okay. no, no. But, but it was tough because as big as LA is, the black community is small. Right. So, so now you got to deal with the rumor mill. You, you got to deal with folk who said, who on one hand is saying he's not the real owner. He's the front man. You got people on the other hand saying that I, you know, scammed her out of it. Uh, and then you have these people that I fired who are like, well, upset, you know. bitter. <laughs> so I, I assume all of this debt. So I got a, I got a nut to her. I've got a nut to the bank. And then I've got this revolving debt, right? Um, what year is this? 2011, you're talking? This, no, this is 2013. All right. And Today, I, I have a small mortgage with the bank because I did some refinancing. I have completely paid her off and I have no revolving debt. Wow. And how's the That's credit? Good. How's the credit for the business strong? Credit is strong. Um, one of the things I did is I, I tweaked the name when I bought um, and I got a totally new tax ID number. But I still, out of integrity, paid her debt. Wow. I, I, 30 days after we closed, I get this American Express bill for $45,000 uh, that caskets have been bought on. And I was like, you know, what do I do about this? And my heart said, even though it wasn't divulged to me, pay it. And so just for our listeners to understand what he said, where he kind of took the nut and he tweaked the name, he could have filed, he could have filed bankruptcy. He could have just started at a clean slate and just moved forward from there. But his integrity allowed him not to do that as a scapegoat. So you know, the American way would have been to file bankruptcy and move on. And you just did the admirable thing and carried through with her debt and paid it off. So I just want people to understand, like, what you said, how powerful that was and how what a type of person you are and type of businessman you are. And, and Sean, it was also about her legacy. I think that, you know, really, as much as I paid for this, because because I, I don't ever want anybody to believe that it was all free. I paid for this, but I also wanted I wanted to bless her by honoring her legacy and not staining her name. And there's no price to that. There's no price to that. Qu question for you, Pastor. If and obviously there's more to dig into on on just your own. This, this story, because there's lots of twists and turns, but just in terms of a listener out here, if I'm thinking about buying someone else's business or if I'm thinking about selling, but what, what did you learn things that you would do different now that you've experienced the whole journey? Oh, I could have chess move or move. You know, what, what have you learned about the process from living through the process? Um, so so the first thing that I, I would suggest um, or the first thing that I learned was um it's not easy right i, I mean I, I and i and i think that oftentimes we walk into uh situations and scenarios particularly because we're living in this media driven society that it's it's just a matter of signing documents it's just not easy i think the second thing is uh you have to be present right uh, you, you cannot leave it in the hands of attorneys. You can't leave it in the hands of accountants. Uh, but you got to know some things for yourself. 
Um, and, and, and for me, um, I, I probably my first year I was absent because I just, I trusted other people. Um, but, but he who, he who counts first gets the right count. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and I think that was my biggest lesson. Be, be present. Um, I, I don't run the day-to-day operations of the place, uh, but I drop in. Uh, I'm signing checks. I'm looking at the bank account uh, every day. Um, I am, you know, no big, um, no big decisions are made without me. Uh, I completely trust my staff. Uh, these are people that I believe have my heart. Um, and if if I sense that somebody is crossing me or going to cross me, I, I cut them quickly. So cut quick. Cut quick. <laughs> one, All right. Well, one of, my of- friends, one of my friends says, hire slowly and fire quickly. <laughs> OK, I think that's a great note. And another note is go to commercial break when you have to. So we're going to take a quick break. Now that we learned that jewel of cut quick, well, we're going to quick. We're going to take a quick break. So everyone, stay tuned. We have more with Pastor Scott, and we're going to learn more about his entrepreneurial business journey. So stay tuned to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We'll be right back. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today on our business spotlight, it's from red to black. That's the theme. We have Pastor Scott, who's been breaking down the process of turning his business uh, to a business that was in the red to a business that's in the black. It's a funeral home. What's the name of the funeral home for, for people who want to do House some more? Winston. House of Winston. House of Winston. It's a success story. So let's jump back into this success story. Sean, what you got for us? So I just want to bring a little clarity because some people listening may think, oh, it was easy for you because you are a pastor and pastor and a funeral business are kind of synonymous with each other. So it's easy for you to 
kind of get involved in this business and make it successful. So for our listeners, can, uh, can you debunk that myth of like this explaining the differences between like funeral business and running a ministry? Well, well, listen, um, my congregation is 112 years old. Um, it was there before I got there. It will be there after I leave. Uh, pastoring is what I do. Um, it is not who I am. I am multidimensional uh, and I'm, I am intentional about not marrying the two. Uh, if you sit in my congregation and you decide that at the end of your life, you want to utilize another funeral business, guess what? We are not going to fall out about that. Um, there, there's no requirements for you to utilize my business in order um, to be a member of my church. In fact, I prefer that you not use my business because if you use my business, there are some expectations uh, that, you know, I'm going to give you some kind of discount, uh, and, and which I might, uh, but there's no requirement of it. Um, and so I, I prefer that if you have those expectations that you just go somewhere else. So it, it is completely separate. I, I don't I don't marry staff. I don't marry. Um, I, I just I keep it completely separate. What, what about during during the pandemic and COVID? Did, how did you did you stay afloat with did you have to get any of the uh, PPP loans or were you did you have to lay people off? Did you did you? Did, did it how did it hurt your business obviously i mean it, it's weird when I, it feels weird just i'm sorry i know it's a, it's a business but we're talking a funeral home so it's like i know part of your business is burying the dead but in terms of running your business were you impacted by covid and not, so not really so first of all let me say i did get the ppp loan and i got the ppp loan um because um you know, America don't give uh, black folk anything uh, for free and they were giving out free money. So I took it. Um, but but secondly, um, you know, we had about 30 days where things were just weird. And, you know, we didn't really we L.A. wasn't hit the way New York was hit right away. Uh, and, and so it was slow coming to LA in terms of the impact of, of COVID. Uh, and so we had about 30 days when, you know, people were scared to do funerals and people just didn't know what to do and hospitals didn't know how to release uh, bodies and funeral homes didn't know how to have right. service. Um, but one of the things that I did that many other black firms did not do um, and I, I attribute it to just kind of my knowledge of uh, social justice. Um, when other funeral homes were turning people down, when, when people would call and say, my loved one died of COVID and other funeral homes were like, no, we can't. I was taking them. Okay. Part of that was the pastor in me that, that I could not handle seeing people not be able to visit a loved one in the hospital and then not be able to have a celebrate their lives. Right. And so, you know, we were taking people now, you know, we had to deal with uh, cemeteries and we had to deal with, uh, you know, 
um, number restrictions and, and all of that. Um, but we saw a major uptick in business. Um, we didn't lay anybody off. In fact, we did some hiring through the pandemic. Um, we, um, you know, when we could not help a family, we found a place that could help them. Um, I got a call from Congresswoman Waters one day who said that um, she had a friend who had died in Las Vegas, that no funeral home in LA would take her friend uh, because everybody was busy. She says, hey, pastor, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but can you take care of this for me? Now, celebrities in LA, when they die, they generally go to Forest Lawn, they go to Angela's, or they go to Inglewood Cemetery. And, you know, none of them would take this woman who was a celebrity. I took the woman, took care of her, got her buried, and, you know, I think that, you know, this business is all about pivoting. It's all about making adjustments. It's all about um, treating families with dignity, compassion, respect. Uh, and it's about adjusting. Right. And that's what we did. And I think that that's what separated us from the rest. I think you're kind of underplaying yourself. I mean, you're a savvy businessman. You know, in business, if you can find a way to satisfy a demand that nobody else wants to, that's that's a great business guy to be able to do that, to satisfy. Because other funeral business, at the end of the day, they didn't know how to pivot to like, okay, the environment, the market is changing. There's these COVID uh, deaths that are happening. How do we handle that volume? Instead, they just ran from it. You embrace it and took it in and say, okay, here's how I'm going to make it work. Here's how I can adjust. I'm sure you had to make a lot of adjustments in your funeral business to make it work. And it, it wasn't a one, two, three. Three, but you were you felt the confidence, like I was saying, business that you can do this and you can make it work. And and, and, but, but and Sean, Sean, I want to be clear. While everybody else was price gouging people, I mean, there was incredible markups on funerals. I just wanted to help people. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, yes, I'm a businessman. I've I've learned it. You know, I was 12 years old with a paper route. My mother would get up with me at 3.30 in the morning to deliver newspapers. Uh, and then by six o'clock, she's on the bus on her way to work. I learned how to do business early. Well, let me ask you this. And what's your answer? Was like, this is my question for you then. You know, so people that don't understand the funeral business like myself, how do you remain competitive in the funeral business one? And, um, and I also know, is there a way that you can actually gain market share in the funeral business? I, I, I don't see it as a business where you just kind of sit back and wait for business. So how do you, what are you, what are the two things that you can, how can you, um, sorry, let me ask that question. Three, two, one. So what do you think it, it takes to be competitive in the funeral business and how do you gain market share? So the, the first thing is I'm not a competition type of guy. Um, I'm, I'm very secure in who I am. And what I understand is that service sells itself, right? Rolls Royce is not on television or Bentley is not on television advertising. So quality is the quality, quality, right? So, so you come in 
you can come in looking like Sammy Davis Jr. on crack. Uh, but we're going to send you out looking like, you know, and and I'm not suggesting that Sammy, nobody, don't don't send an email. We, we, we get you back. <laughs> but, but, but it's service, right? I tell my staff all the time, listen, you are not selling a product, you are selling service. So, so that's that's the first thing. I think the second thing, uh, it's relationship. This is a relationship-driven business. Now, it has changed over the years. There used to be a time when if Big Mama went to a funeral home, everybody in the family was going to a funeral home. Now, people who never saw $5,000 or $10,000 in an insurance policy is trying to navigate and negotiate. And so they, they're like they're like shopping for a used car. But our firm is about relationships. I have a question, just to backtrack a little. And I don't know, I don't think we covered this, but you brought up the fact that when you first bought the funeral home that and you talked about the debt and and how the and the credit, but how how exactly what was your strategy? How did you get out of the debt? How did you get out of the red? Buster Soares, Dr. DeForest Soares out of Somerset, New Jersey, has a book called Defree. Uh, he's a pastor. At one time, he was secretary of state. Um, he has done this incredible job in um, helping people to deal with their finances. I saw him on CNN during the height of the mortgage crises, decided that I would get his book, read the book. And then one day I made a blind phone call to him. This was prior to me buying the, the funeral home. I made a blind phone call to him and said, hey, I'm a pastor. I need a mentor. Would you mentor me? Wow, great. Right? And then he, he said, well, yes, this was like on a Monday. He was like, I'll see you in my office on Thursday. I live in LA. <laughs> right. He's in New Jersey. I book a flight, missed the flight, called him and said, hey, doc, I missed the flight. I don't know that I'm going to make it. He's like, OK. And there was something about his voice that said to me, you need to get there. Man, I got on a plane, figured it out, got there and it changed my life. I used his process of debt elimination. And, and what I didn't tell y'all is that three weeks after I signed closing documents for the business, I got a phone call that destroyed my marriage. Mm. So I went through a divorce. That's a lot. That's a lot on the on the plate at one time. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a pastor dealing with church people going through a divorce, trying to change the dynamics of a business, three small children, working on a doctorate degree. Life was different. Uh, but financially, it was Dr. Soares who really uh, helped me to real, real, I, I snowballed the debt. Oh, is that the, is I was going to ask real quick. Is there a, in a in a a quick version of what his theory is on debt reduction? So so I snowballed the debt. I called all the creditors and I said, look, this is what I can pay you. Some of them was like, well, no, we need more. I said, well, you're not going to get more. Come get your cars. Come do this. Come do that. But this is what I can pay you. And slowly but surely, I got them to put in writing that they would accept a certain payment. Slowly but surely, I'm able to give them more. And that's called snowballing the debt, right? So just so our listeners can understand, that's, that's snowballing the debt. Right. But I, I negotiated interest rates. I negotiated payments. I, I had one creditor that 
I negotiated not to pay them every month, but to pay them every other month. So basically you made a plan that worked for you. It but I say it all the time, you know, be successful in business. You have to have a certain level of confidence and know that everything is negotiable. Everything is negotiable. Don't be scared to have a conversation. Don't be scared to ask a question. And, you know, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Like you were juggling and you made it work. And all the debtors were eventually satisfied, I assume, satisfied, I assume yep. you know, because you had the courage and the discipline. Like I say it all the time, people that are not successful in business, they allow distractions to get in their life. And you have to kind of know, like, you know, I always tell people, you know, to commingle your issues is the wrong thing to do. They're separate ent in entities. They're not dependent on one another. And you handle them independently and you focus on the business hand and try to keep moving forward. Try to keep forward moving. And, you know, you've done all this. You've done all those great things. You know, you, you've done all those great things. So with that being said, what's next for the pastor? Like, what are you in more funeral homes? No, man, I, I hope to. Um, I, I don't know what's next. Um, but it's certainly not the funeral business. I, I want to do some real estate uh, investing. Uh, you know, Sean, you're my hero, man. I, I listen to you. Brother, as you are mine, I'm coming to L.A., so we are definitely hanging out and, and chopping it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But real, real estate for me. Uh, I'm getting ready to get married again, and I, uh, you know, I said to my fiancé that we're going to buy real estate. Well, your first business was real estate and business. So you you did get into the real estate game. That was, a, I mean, and now what's that property worth that you bought? Is it still? It's worth about four, 4.5, 4.6. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. Well, Pastor, uh, we appreciate you sharing your journey, sharing this information on our business spotlight from red to black. Uh, and it's been quite a motivational story. Um, and I've learned a lot. And, and the whole snowball, I think our listeners out there, like if you are dealing with personal debt, business debt, investigate that snowball plan. That sounds like a really good strategy. But we want to thank you for joining us, Pastor. Yeah, no, no problem. Matt and Sean, I'm a certified coach. If there's anybody, uh, particularly here in the L.A. area, that uh, is looking for coaching, small business coaching, I'm available to do, do so. Uh, our church has a um, community development corporation on. Uh, you all had Alex on recently. Alex leads our community uh, development corporation. You Alex. Um, and so access to capital is something that we do. Uh, give us a call. How do they reach out to you? How do they get in touch with you, Pastor Scott? Um, so shanebscott.com, shanebscott.com, or they can call us at the office, Macedonia CDC, and that's 323-569-9561. 323-569-9561. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. And um, for those that are listening, I know you got a lot of gems out of this episode. So once again, thank you, Pastor. Thanks for having me. One love, y'all. All right. Thank you. All right, Sean, that was a, a really interesting business spotlight. I, I really enjoy Pastor Scott. Do you have any any takeaway or final thoughts on this? I just like hope our listeners understand like business, how can like it comes in different forms and different fashions, but there's always key ingredients when it comes to like being actionable, for him being assertive and calling his debtors, working something out, the confidence to have him have the courage to fire all of his staff. And for those that don't run their own business, it's that's a hard move. I don't know if I could walk you through this stuff because there's gotta be some people in there season that can teach you certain things. But to fire everybody and take a clean slate, that's really, you know, that's a strong move. And in, and in just how he was able to 
navigate and, and, and understand like he's a pastor and he's and he's a funeral home and he's not trying to commingle them. You know, I thought, you know, I really admired him and his business savviness and, you know, what he, where he's going in his life. I, it was I also I, I also I agree with that. And I also thought it was um, him being a pastor. It fits. But like his kind of his inner faith, but also his the ethics of him wanting to help save um the house of Winston when when Mary Louise Winston the woman who sold it to him when she basically said you know when someone gives you a gift like he was at, he was getting a little shaky on it but it was still a gift and he he pivoted even when he started to realize oh this isn't what I thought he was learning on the fly but was still able to cuz like we're all learning we're all on a journey learning in our personal business and and as as our business gets bigger and bigger if you do more things you're going to learn more lessons but he was learning a lesson on the fly and he didn't like tap out and run away from it. He kind of got the the reins and he he flipped it and he ended up getting that that real estate bonus gift that really kind of righted the ship. But his his faith and his st- stick with it, stick to itiveness was impressive to me. Absolutely. And I always say like everybody receives a gift in life. Everybody does. I don't care if you're a homeless guy in the street. It's what you do with that gift when it's given to you. How you make that gift work for you. And for those that listen, you all are going to receive a gift and you continue to receive gifts. It's what you do with that gift. And that's an example of what you can do with a gift that's present to you, that's presented to you. Well, this was a gift to our listeners. So I hope you enjoyed the gift of the information that Pastor Scott shared with us. So as I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. So hopefully you'll take this information and use it. So for, for Two Black Guys with Good Credit, I'm Matt Smith and I'm out. I'm Sean Linda, always the better half of two black guys with good credit. And like I say, every show, your money is your money. Keep it in your damn pocket. And for all those that want to be part of the business spotlight, kind of send us an email at tbgwgc at gmail.com and tell us about your business. Maybe we'll bring you on as a guest as well. Um, Yeah, send us a note. Looking forward to hearing from you. And I'm out, Matt. See ya. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.